Well, let's just get straight to the word right now. And um, let's just declare this name. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask you one more time, anoint your servant. I pray that as we say this name today, that we don't say it flippant or nonchalantly or out of repetition. But Father, today that we begin to come into relationship and begin to declare, proclaim, and invoke this name. Let it be life-changing in Jesus' name. Why do we say that when we pray? Why do we end as believers and we pray and then we say, in Jesus' name? Because it sets us apart from all the others in the world who pray. There's a lot of people who pray. There's a lot of people who make proclamations and declarations and people who say and do all kind of things. But there's a difference because when you call upon this name, when we speak the precious and powerful name of Jesus, it's not a magic word. But we must be completely and wholly submitted because outside of that, that name is being used in vain. That name is being used out of relationship and it doesn't hold the same power and authority. But in relationship, in that covenant, We have a name that we can call upon and it will change your life. The name of Jesus is one of the most powerful weapons that we can use as a Christian. I mean, we are, everybody's looking for weapons. We're looking for an edge. We're looking, how can I get ahead? How can I do, how can I defeat the enemy? How can I overhead? We have the most powerful weapon as a believer. Amen, have that word. You see, in the beginning, John said, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God, and the word was God. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. At that name, the world was framed and Hebrews declares in that very name the entire universe came into existence and it's a name by which prayers are answered according to John 14 and Mark 3 and James says at that name demons tremble. Did you know there's a name that makes the devil shake in his boots? There's a name that makes demons run and hide. And I can tell you right now, it's not my name. And it's not your name. But there is a name that makes all of hell run in fear. There's a name, therefore, Philippians says, Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of God. Jesus, every knee should bow and those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ 
is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Philippians 2, 9 through 11. I'm telling you, it was God himself that said, I've exalted him. Amen. When Jesus died and was crucified and he rose again and when he ascended back to heaven, God gave him, amen, his place at the right hand and he exalted his name above every name so that anybody on this earth, amen, that calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. So many people are looking to be saved. How do, I, how do I get saved? They're looking for answers. They're looking, and they look in the supernatural, and they look in religion, and they look in, in, in all the things that this world has to offer. But they're all empty. They're all forms. They're all uh, just, just ritual, and they have no relationship. But we have a name. Amen. And when we call upon that, when believers pray, amen, they come, and they incite the name of Jesus because he promised to present power to his followers. Amen. There's a lot of people that invoke a lot of names. But it's just like those that were on the Mount Carmel Amen with Elijah They called, they prayed, they cut themselves They screamed, they yelled They called on every other God And nothing happened But when Elijah stepped up And said let the God Amen of the Jehovah God Amen let the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob Amen let the God who is a true and living God Answer by fire All of a sudden Heaven opened and fire fell and it consumed the sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the water around it. I'm telling you, amen, we have a God. Amen, we have a Savior. Amen, we have a name that when we call upon, it gets results. Prayer, when we enact that name, Jesus said where the two or three are gathered, in my name. Did anybody come to church today in the name of Jesus? Anybody come today believing in the name of Jesus? Trusting in the name of Jesus? Then according to this scripture right here, where the two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. I'm telling this morning, Jesus is here because we came in his name. He said, and whatever you ask in my name. Oh, there's a lot of folks asking for a lot of things and a lot of names. But when you ask in my name, he said, that I will do. And the, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You see, the reasons that the believers are commanded to proclaim the name of Jesus is in to invoke his power and his authority in our circumstances. We need the power of God. Amen. That's what we're talking about. Pentecost Sunday. Amen. The Holy Ghost working on our behalf. But how do we enact that power? It's by the name of Jesus. And when we declare the name of Jesus in any situation, He shows up and moves in our circumstances. He said, but when... We, he comes in our circumstances. Jesus is no longer present here in bodily form. But when we, to, to rebuke the devil like he did for the disciples, he would walk with them and he would constantly get them out of trouble. Jesus said, I'm not going to be here to do that for you guys. You're going to have to do this on your own, but you can because I'm going to send you another comforter and he's going to walk with you. He's going to be a paraclete, one called alongside another to help. 
And the Holy Ghost came along beside them and it baptized them and it filled them and it dwelled in them. And now that in the Old Testament, the Holy Ghost moved upon them and then lifted and moved and lifted. Amen. But now the Holy Ghost comes in and dwells and stays. Amen. I'm glad that he stays. He doesn't leave me. We invoke that name and he comes and he is present in his followers. He's present as the Holy Spirit, amen, fills us. And when we need his assistance, amen, the, the, old, the song says, he's as close as the mention of his name. How, how far is Jesus from my trouble? How far is Jesus from my marriage? How far is Jesus from my body? How far is Jesus from my finances how far away how far is heaven how far just how far is Jesus from here let me tell you how far he is Jesus he's as close as the mention of his name Jesus there he is two or three get together there he is a believer call on his name there he is he's right there he said I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you even till the end of the world you see, Jesus informed his disciples that he would ascend into heaven, but he encouraged them that they would no longer need him in physical presence. He said, in that day, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Well, can I declare to you that day's here? We're living in that day when we can call upon the name of the Lord and he'll answer, he'll show up, he'll do great and mighty things. See, Jesus granted power to pray. Why did the Holy Ghost come? He said the very first thing, he said you shall receive power so that you could get goosebumps in church and go, Woo, ha, woo, ha, hallelujah. No, no. He said you shall receive power that you can be my witnesses. You see, the Holy Ghost brings boldness. You see, Peter knew Jesus. But Peter wasn't using that name. And then Peter got filled with the Holy Ghost. And Peter had boldness to stand up and declare that name. You see, the Holy Ghost brings boldness. So that we can invoke that name in our situations. He said that he, you, you've, you've been... been, been <laughs> Let's start over. He said, you've been bestowed power to overcome the forces of darkness. John declared, for this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Woo! You say, how can I destroy the works of the devil in my life? By the name of Jesus. One time, Paul and Silas, they were being harassed by a demon-possessed slave girl, and they were using her. She had a spirit of divination, and she could tell fortunes, and she was following them around. And the devil in her knew who they were, and the, she started declaring it. These men are prophets of God. And I mean, she's, you know, she, well, you know, a lot of people would go, ooh, I like that. They're building our ego up. But they recognized that, that, that she was operating the wrong spirit. And, and, and he, Paul was kind of annoyed. And finally, he looked at her and he said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And the devil left immediately. <laughs> and then those who owned her were upset because that devil was no longer there. She could no longer tell fortunes and they were losing money. 
So now then they're in trouble, and that's why they end up, you know, in, in, in prison, and all they brought accusations and all kind of stuff. But it was the name of Jesus. It's a powerful weapon against the devil, and it went with it, but, but it has to be used right. Everybody says it's got to be used right. Oh, you can't just go around calling on the name of Jesus if you don't know Jesus. It's not wise. Amen. You got to use the name correctly. You got, how many know there's some powerful stuff, but you got to know how to use it? Gas is a powerful thing, but if you use it wrong, it can be dangerous. Dynamite is a powerful thing, but if it's used wrong, it can be very destructive. The name of Jesus is a powerful thing, but it's got to be used right. You see, uh, the disciples... They had this authority. Jesus declared. He said, in my name, Mark chapter 17, he said, in my name, you'll cast out demons, you'll speak with new tongues, you'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. So Acts chapter 19, you have the disciples doing just that. They're, they're, they're speaking the name of Jesus. I mean, they've been filled with the Holy Ghost. They've got boldness, and they're declaring, and they're casting out devils. They're laying hands on the sick. They're recovering. They're doing exactly what Jesus said. And people see this, and they're like, hey, we like that. People like power. People in the world are still looking for power today. That's why they dabble in the supernatural and dabble in the occult and dabble in all these different things because they're looking for power. And that's what the devil does. See, the devil offers you the power without the relationship. See, you can have all of this, but you don't have to live right. You don't, have, you don't have to do none of that crazy stuff that, you know, you, I'll just give it all to you. <clears throat> but you're selling your soul for eternity. The devil promises people all kind of things, fame and fortune. And so people are looking for this kind of, and it was the same way back then. Ephesus was the center uh, of witchcraft. And a, lot of, a lot of people went there for all kind of black magic training. And uh, these guys, the sons of Sceva, were there for such a purpose, no doubt. And uh, so they were doing what they were supposed to be doing. And... Uh, Paul, it was, Paul was exercising in these gifts, and I mean, he was just amazing people what he could do. And God was, it says, God, now God worked unusual miracles by the hand of Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons were brought from his body to the sick and diseases left them and evil spirits went out. And uh, so Paul was using what he knew and the Holy Ghost was working through him. But there was the seven sons of Sceva, the Bible says, and... Uh, they, they, they wanted that. They said, oh, that looks good. We, we want that same authority. And they kind of listened and they watched and they said, hey, we can do that same thing. And so they went out and uh, they found them somebody that was demon possessed. And uh, they thought, we can, if he can do it, we can do it. And so they found this guy and uh, they said, we're going to just perform us a little exorcism on him. And uh, here, it's in Ephesus. And, uh, you know, it's, it's right there at the center of pagan worship and all this kind of stuff going on. And so they were involved in all kinds of stuff they shouldn't have been. But they saw what Paul was doing. They said, we can do it too. And so they found them a demon-possessed man. And they said, we'll just put this to the test. And so they just uh, prayed for this guy. And uh, they declared in the name of Paul and in the name of Jesus, devil, come out. Well, the devil spoke. And said, Paul, I know. And Jesus, I know. But who are you? And the Bible says the devil riled up in that man and attacked him and stripped him all naked and they ran away in the buff. Yeah, the devil will embarrass you if you act crazy. 
They had no relationship with God. They were not born again. Yet they tried to use that name. It ain't wise to use the name of Jesus if you're not in relationship with Jesus. It's kind of like a gun. If you don't keep it clean, it'll backfire on you. It'll shoot you in the foot. I'm telling you, you got you to be careful. We don't just use the name of Jesus flippantly. Listen, listen, Jesus is not hocus pocus. This name is not a magical name. It is a relationship name. It's a covenant name. Amen. It's a name above all names. And it's a name that I called on. And at that name, all of my sins were forgiven. At that name, I was born again. And I came into relationship. And now I'm a son of God. I'm an heir and a joint heir with Jesus. And I have the authority and the right to use that name. Don't just be using that name without that relationship. You see, as you use that name as a believer, as that that, that weapon that is so powerful, that Spirit of God working in you, drawing and and teaching and leading and uh, directing you as as Jesus begins to... You see, the the bottom line is is these guys uh, had a spiritual backfire. You hear people, you know, how many has heard people use the name of the Lord in vain? Yeah? As a believer, that makes us feel bad. Ooh, cringe. Ugh. I was playing golf one time, and I was out on the golf course, and the guys in front of us, they were foul. You know, and I, 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 that, that, I can just ignore all that, but the one guy just kept using God's name in vain ever, and he wasn't a good golfer, so he had a lot of opportunity to use it. <laughs> ever shot blankety blank blankety blank <laughs> and he would use God's name in vain and finally I got tired of it and so I would stand over the side and every time he would he would say God's name in vain I'd just say thank you Jesus <laughs> and it didn't take it didn't take but a couple of holes he finally realized and he stopped and listen if somebody can damn him I can praise him if somebody can put him down I can lift him up huh but see here's the deal Uh, people doing that, unbelievers doing all that, that don't bother me near as bad as a believer taking God's name in vain. But I'm not talking about cussing. What are you talking about? I'm talking about, here's believers take God's name in vain like this. God told me. God told me this. God told me this. God told me to wear this shirt. God told me what to eat last night. God told me. We say a lot of things God said that God didn't say. When we, when, when we say things that God, be careful, be careful. Here's the deal. If you come to me, if you come to me and you say, Pastor, I feel like, I, this is what I, I'm kind of feeling that maybe God would like me to do this. He wants me to, listen, we'll talk about it. We'll study it out. We'll, 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 we'll debate it. We'll do all that kind of stuff. But if you come to me and say, God said to do this, case closed. Why, why are you asking me? If God said it, I, I, I'm not touching it. But be careful because a lot of people say God said when God never said So let's be careful how we invoke the name of God and how we invoke the name of Jesus and what we put the name of Jesus on because it's a powerful thing and we don't just want to use it flippantly. Amen? 
So as, as believers, we have Christ in us and we're, we're being filled and filled with the Holy Ghost and overflowing. Amen. You got to see. But what happens when we get dry and when people, you see what happens? God can cause devils and demons. I mean, Jesus cast out devils and uh, he sent them out. And, you know, the, 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 the man that had all the legion of devils and they realized who he was. And they said, Whoa, just send us into those pigs. All the devils left, went into the pigs. The pigs ran off the hill, jumped in the ocean. And, uh, you know, they all died to pick the devils in. We're free to go out and find them another vessel. Because here's what the scripture says. It says, uh, uh, let me see that scripture of 12. It says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finding none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself and enters back in and dwells there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So, when you come into relation, when, when you, you know, you, you get in, in the presence of God, you come to church, you, you know, Pastor, I'm having trouble. We pray, you know, I'm having trouble with this addiction or with this problem, with this, you know, the devil's bothering me. And, and you know, we're able to... to pray and get that spirit released and gone now you've got to fill that with something you've got to get jesus in there you've got to get jesus in your heart you've got to get covered in the blood you've got to get full of the holy ghost because those spirits are looking for somewhere to go and if they'll come back and if they find it open he said they'll come back in with seven more more powerful than they are it's harder then to, to, to get rid of them. So we got to make sure, listen, as you're praying, as you're seeking God, stay in a right relationship with God. Don't, the Bible says, don't give place to the devil. Once you start following Christ, and once he's in your heart and you're cleansing, don't, don't walk away. Don't, don't open yourself back up to the enemy, uh, but call on that name. Can I get a big amen? amen? Let's just keep jumping here a few pages, and let's wrap this thing up. We can skip a lot of stuff today because of time. You see, if you know Jesus as your personal Savior, if you know Him as your Lord, you call on that name, and it's power over the enemy. It's power to combat the forces of darkness. It's the power to overcome sin. It's the power. Uh, in Luke ten seventeen, here we read this. Then the 70 returned. You see, Jesus had those 12 disciples, and then they grew, and then there was another group, and it kept growing. And then there was a group of about 70 believers that Jesus commissioned them. Uh, to, to go do the work. He gave them power over, over demons. He told them the same thing. Go out, lay hands on the sick, and cast out devils. And so they did. They, they went out and began to do the work. It said, then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said unto them, I saw faith, Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. He said, I give, I've given you that authority. 
You can use my name. And you can command devils and they'll flee. You can overcome situations. You can overcome habits and addictions. You can put the enemy under your feet. You can rise with authority and use that name. But here's what he said. Because they were all excited because they could cast out devils. But verse number 20 says, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. Don't rejoice that you, you have the power to cast out a devil or lay hands on the sick. And see, you see what happens. That, that, that kind of power and that kind of authority goes to people's head. And they get proud. And they get boastful. And all kind of things. You've, we've all seen that in, in our lifetime and in ministry. People that kind of, they, they, get, they have the anointing and they do that. But they come up and it kind of, something happens because of pride. The same thing that caused the devil to fall, he uses against people. So Jesus said, hey guys, that's wonderful, that's great. I gave you that authority. I gave you my name to use it. But nevertheless, he said, don't rejoice because of this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Listen, that's why we rejoice. We don't, listen, if we, we, I'm not scared of no devil. If we have to face the devil, we'll face him. We'll use the name of Jesus. We know we're, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. But I'm not just going out looking for one. If we got to face it, we'll, we'll face it when the time comes and we'll use that name and that name will work. But we're not going to rejoice and get happy because we can do that. What we're going to rejoice about is that we called upon the name of Jesus for ourselves, and he washed our sins away and he wrote our name in the Lamb's Book of Life and we know when we stand before God that he's going to look and find our name and he's going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's why we rejoice. We don't rejoice because we use the name of Jesus and cast out a devil or healed somebody. Or whatever. Oh, we rejoice because our name is written. As we got the message of our friend being killed, I'd gone on Facebook and uh, was looking through, and you know we haven't had any phone service, been on the phone for over a week, and I went back. And on that day, at 11.47, he posted, Today is the one, marks one year since I lost my father. And I know he's in heaven, but man, I just really miss him. And at 2 o'clock, he was with him. He's not up there rejoicing because of all the great things he did with teenagers or all the ministry he did and all that, he's rejoicing today because his name was written. Because he heard, enter in, my good and faithful servant. Listen, it doesn't matter what you do down here on earth in ministry, what, how much money you had, how good you look, what clothes you wear, what car you drive, what house you live in, what title and ability, what, what titles you hold. I'm going to tell you something, none of that matters. What matters is that your name is written and that you have called on the name of Jesus. That's what matters this morning. Can I get a big amen? You see, there in Ephesus, when all of this was happening... And the sons of Sceva did what they did. And 
Paul confronted all that and Paul was preaching and saying what I'm just saying to you today. That this name is not a magical name. This name is a name out of relationship. You can't just use it without knowing him. And the Bible says uh, in Acts chapter 19, 18, it says, uh, And the people of Ephesus came confessing and telling their deeds. See, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you would be saved. And these people, they, they see Paul over here casting out devils and doing miracles. And they see the sons of Sceva over here using that same name and getting beat up and stripped naked. And they're going, okay, which one do we, which one do we want to be like? And they said, hey, we think you have the right deal. And Paul said, hey, listen, this name is not magic. It's about relationship. And they came and he preached, confess your sins and you'll be saved. And they came confessing their deeds. And they were saved. Great revival broke out that day. You see, because confession and repentance is what brings salvation. And the second step is the Bible says that we confess the Lord Jesus. See, there's a lot of names you can confess, but it won't change your life. See, you can, you, you can call your boss's name, your husband's name, your wife's name, your dog's name, you can call a lot of names. But when you say Jesus, heaven stands at attention. Jesus. Jesus. Wow, Jesus. Jesus. When Rachel's calling on that name, heaven is going crazy. And when she says, Jesus, hell is trembling. Demons are trembling when she confesses that name. Because she loves that name. She loves this house. She loves... Jesus. Do you? Do you? At that name. Jesus. Something happens. When's the last time you called on that name? See, people put it on Facebook. They... Type it all the time. OMG. OMG. But when is the last time you really said, Oh my God. See, that, see, that denotes relationship. <laughs> He's my God. And what's his name? Jesus. Some musicians come. There's power. In that name. Today, I don't know why or what situation you need to use that name in. If you don't know him today, if you're not in right relationship with him today, the way you call on him is call out to him. You declare that name. 
I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that Jesus is God's son. He died. He rose again for me. When you make that confession, the Bible says you shall be saved. If you've never done that, today you need to do that. If you're not in right relationship, you need to come back and make a new commitment and declaration of faith. But as a believer today, you have a authority and power you can call up on that name and it will change your situation change your life call on that name and invoke that name into your health invoke that name into your marriage invoke that name over your children of all the gods being worshipped There's a difference you can tell. He's the only one that ever gave his son. He's the God that cannot fail. He gave us Jesus. Jesus gave us his life. And then he gave us his name. Woo! Hallelujah. You see, 25 years ago, I gave my wife my name. I made her pretty (laughs) and guess what anytime she goes out any place she goes everywhere we went she took a card that had my name on it And she had the authority to swipe it and get whatever she wanted. You know why? And you know what? There's many times they would ask for identification. And if she couldn't show that her name matched the name that was given the authority, you don't get it. He gave us His name. And we can use his name. And he said, whatever you ask, I'll give it to you. Whatever you want, I'll do it. In the name of Jesus, stand to your feet today.